Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, let's get to our numbers game. All right, so you have a sampling of four or five numbers. It's ran in the Chicago Tribune, chicagotribune.com. That's where you can read all of Dan's work, all of Colleen Kane's work, all of Brad Biggs's work, chicagotribune.com. What do you have in terms of the numbers game? All right. Every week, I'm going to give you a sampling of what, what we run in that package on ChicagoTribune.com. The first one is 4-0, and that's the Packers record in week two games with Aaron Rodgers as their starter after losing their season opener. More than that, the average margin of victory for the Packers in those games is 14 points, right? That tells you a little bit of something about Aaron's bounce-back ability. His average stat line in those games, David, 26 for 36, 325 yards, three touchdowns, and a 125 passer rating. Oh so if you're expecting Aaron Rodgers to be held down for two consecutive weeks and to, 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 to throw two consecutive clunkers out of the gates of a season, the numbers tell us that that may not be happening. Okay, that's, uh, that's, that's quite a convincing statistic. I, I don't know that um, it bodes well. For, uh, do you have any <laughs> encouraging numbers uh, the, for the Bears? My last one will be encouraging. This one's kind of half encouraging. This is a, a two-part uh, number here. 120 is the first number. That's the receiving yards by the entire Packers receiving core in Sunday's loss to the Vikings. 12 catches that came on from their receiving core. Uh, they're obviously without Aaron Lazard in that game. Devontae Adams is gone. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is gone. And Romeo Dobbs was their leading receiver in yardage with 37 yards in the opener. Meanwhile, the guy that left for Las Vegas, Devontae Adams, 141 receiving yards in his debut with the Raiders. That came on 17 targets and 10 catches. Perhaps a uh, indication that, that folks around the league think it may be easier for Devontae Adams to transition to life without Aaron Rodgers than it is for Aaron Rodgers to transition to life without Devontae Adams. I love that number because it supports my thought that there were some people were calling a hot take, that the Bears receiving core is more equipped and better off this season. It's the one I would rather have right now as we approach week two, then the Packers receiving core. Here's my last number. You asked for an encouraging one. It's 10 and four. And that's the Bears record in September since the start of 2018, including the season opening win over the 49ers. Fast starts have become a little bit of a trend here in the last half decade. And I think that's good for us, right? We want seasons, particularly like this one, to stay relevant and meaningful for as long as possible. The Bears, I think under John Fox, I'd have to triple check this, but I think they were one in 10 in September in the three seasons under John Fox. You know how that felt when you got to October 1st and the entire season was already in 
in the rear of your mirror and you were just trying to figure out where to find meaning in a season. At least now they've, they've found ways to win some games in September. And again, the more that this team wins early in the year to keep that hope kind of inflating and escalating, it's going to be more fun for everybody that follows this team. And let's see if they can keep that going on Sunday night. Fox was exhausting on everybody. <laughs> and I think that is number. Those are numbers that tell you so, uh, just a part of why I didn't realize September was so good under Matt Nagy. I think that was almost, it's almost indicative and reflective of his entire tenure is that you have success early. You kind of get drunk with success. You can't handle it. And then you let things slip away. Uh, so that's the bad news. I guess the good news, if you're Ted Phillips, you'd say, well, you know what? That set up all those long losing streaks that built all that character that you had to endure, endure all that adversity. <laughs> this team does nothing if not respond to six game losing streaks, right? We've learned that over the years and they're very good at it and they deserve the credit that they've gotten for that. Any other good numbers, any other uh, little tidbits uh, from the week that you think are worth pointing out? Look, I, I just think this is a fascinating game, right? It really is. It's a it's a game that that gives the Bears an opportunity to really hit a springboard, right? And and to really build the confidence that they need. And again, I don't even think that they need to win this game Sunday night to come back to Hallis Hall feeling really good about themselves, right? They just need to show that, in your words, they've closed the gap, right? And they've gotten further than Milwaukee. Maybe they're up closer to Sheboygan at that point, and they can figure out a way to, to close the gap on the Packers in a way that gives uh, some more feeling inside this building that, that, that they're moving in the right direction. I think, based on your experience at Hallis this week, though, don't you feel the momentum? Don't you feel like there's that belief? And, and I want you to speak to this before we, we wrap things up the buy-in factor that we talk about we talked about it Sunday because we saw it on the field and you felt it in the locker room and and all that the the carryover the momentum that comes out of that in terms of a kind of an unspoken you, you know it when you see it or you hear it how would you describe that vibe around house this week well i'll tie this back to two of the guys that i think we're we think are the most important in this season for this organization and it's just the connection again between justin fields and luke getzi and both of those guys abilities as key leaders on this team to keep that steadiness after a first half that was a disaster against the 49ers right we've talked about it at length at, at this point at how little they had going for them in the first half and their ability to get a bounce back in the second half was significant and tells you a little bit about about the leadership, right? And the steadying leadership that those two guys in particular have that Matt Eberflus currently has with this team. And so that buy-in is real because it creates resolve. It creates belief. It creates hope in situations where maybe you don't deserve to have any. And they capitalized on it in week one. Now, again, you're going to be tested probably as early as Sunday with, with, with games that get a little bit further out of reach from you. And you're going to be tested at some point with some injury adversity and some other things that, that go just absolutely sideways at a time where you don't expect them to go sideways. And now you've got to figure out a way to respond to those. This team has got to figure out a way to answer those tests when they, when they pop up. One more tidbit, Lucas Patrick being an honorary captain, the former Packer who rotated at right guard with Tevin Jenkins. We talked about the oddity of that. It's unorthodox, but it's also understandable given how much they value Lucas Patrick in his role on this team and in that locker room. What do you think about all of that? Do you think that there's it's necessary for him to be at midfield when they <laughs> flip the coin and, and the effect that that might have and how much he'll be playing this week if it's any more than he did in week one? 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that rotation shakes out. I, I It's my hunch that it's going to be very similar and kind of a, a, a shared split in snaps. Lucas said that the, the emotion that he expects to feel predominantly when he gets to Lambeau Field on Sunday night is gratitude, that he feels very grateful for the six years that he spent in that organization, the chance to you know not only develop strong relationships, but to develop himself as a, a player and a professional, right? And put him in position to then get this wonderful opportunity with the Chicago Bears that paid him and his family a lot of money to come here and do things like try to go upset the Packers, right? Now he's got to get used to being on the other side of this rivalry. Uh, You know, listen, this is why you have season-long captains, and then you mix in one honorary captain because you can give a guy like that a little added juice on game night, and it's really nothing more than just a nice nod and a nice gesture to a guy that, that you see as, as somebody that, that can be a driving force in, in your, your efforts to win. You know, something we'll keep an eye on all season long. We, you teased it. We'll have a conversation about it. It's, it'll be an ongoing conversation. We don't have a lot of time to do this week, so. but I just want to mention this. The ownership of the Chicago Bears, the McCaskey family, they view this weekend, uh, <laughs> you know, there, there's a mental asterisk. It's circled. It's It means more. It just does. And that was reinforced to me. I think it was the first or second season I was covering the Bears, and this is my 20th. But driving up to Lambeau Field, sitting in the parking lot, getting there as you will get there Sunday, you know, three and a half, four hours before kickoff. And George McCaskey was in his car, and he was listening to the radio, just sitting there, just looking around and walking with him from – the parking lot into basically the stadium and all of these tailgaters, the bears still suck and the, the, <laughs> the Packers polka and that song and, and everybody. And he was looking around, smiling, eating it up and telling me later as he would still believes today, how special the rivalry is. This does mean more to them than it does than, than playing the Texans next week than playing anybody else on the schedule. And I think that's something that, you know, how this all comes together, this, this is a, a season that there are going to be two things on, on parallel tracks. You know, where the, where the uh, organization is going, literally and figuratively, Arlington Heights in a new stadium, and then where they're going on the field in the, in the NFC North. And I think that when you see uh, what is ahead of us on Sunday, you're going to appreciate again just how special this rivalry is. Well, you gave me a flashback to last year, and I think it was the lead to my deep dive on everything that was going wrong with the 2021 Bears and the leadership that they had, but it was coming out of that night game at Lambeau Field and walking down to open locker room with joyous Packer fans flooding the concourses of that beautiful storied stadium and chanting, Bears still suck! Bears still suck! And you could hear it as you went down the stairs toward the Bears locker room and you say, boy, you know that those moments echo in the ears of George McCaskey and his family because they know how much that this gap has has you know been changed right it used to be the bears with the the distance on the packers and now it's changed and now it's up to this new regime to try to get it back and to do what this podcast tells you they're going to do at some point take the north and never give it back